are making our way through the information behind Rosh Hashanah. And uh, Ray Haynes always so eloquently puts it out for us, and we're so grateful for that. Just a reminder, though, that it will be available on the blog with the links to the podcast, so you can put your pens down and just enjoy. Enjoy Uh the information. Breathe in. (laughs) It doesn't feel very eloquent to me this morning because it's like there's... Probably no day as big as Rosh Hashanah because there's so much has happened through history. I mean, yeah. it, it, apart from Passover, it's like the biggest day. So it's like, how in the world to even yeah. possibly even sum up the significance that this day has to God? <laughs> right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah I, <laughs> there's a movie quote that goes there where the guy's trying to tell, he says, there, you know, there's all this that happened. He says, hey, let me explain. No, there's too much. Let me sum up. <laughs> Princess Bride. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right. So the uh, call of the shofar. Let's dig into this because I want you to think about this day, the Feast of Trumpets, because it's I, I know or the Rosh Hashanah, however you want to look at it. It's easy to think of shofars and trumpets, but really the heart of it all is is your voice. Yeah, it's your praise, it's your worship, it's your prayer, it's your it's what's coming out of your mouth. That is really the what all that word really is talking about. So this day is a big day for mm-hmm. for Christians. Should be a big day for Christians. Should be a big day for everyone because we need to be mindful of what comes out of our mouth. Words matter. Yes, they do. And in many ways, worship is paying attention to God, giving Mm. him our time, putting our hearts with him, being present, engaged, focused. (laughs) We remember God's worth and come towards him to give him the love and honor he's due. So a lot of times we just get busy and, you know, we're reading through Bible passages and maybe think about it for a while. But are we thinking with God or separately from him? Mm. Are we truly present with him? Does he have our ear? Are we inviting him to speak, giving him room and space to do that? Do you ask him what's on his heart or what he'd like to express to you? <laughs> Does he have your undivided attention in your times together? Mm. Are you gazing up at him or at your own issues, your own life? Because, <laughs> you know, our lives are very present and sometimes they get in the way. The blast of the shofar reminds us to forget self, remember God, putting his agenda at the front of our minds. It's also an opportunity to remember our own personal Sinai event where God invited us into covenant with him and we said yes. The Hebrew root of the word shofar means to, are you ready for this? The root of the word shofar, of all the things it could mean, it means to beautify. Hmm. When we turn to God, we are made beautiful for the first time. Yeah. What does the voice of God sound like? Now, he warns us when we start to stray. He whispers encouragement to us when we struggle, commands our enemies to flee, comforts us when we fail or lose someone dear, even sings over the deepest parts of us, the good and the bad times, because life is hard. Mm. And he's familiar with our suffering. He does it with his presence through words or even groans we can't comprehend. And he does it in symbolic ways. The blast of the shofar is one of the more interesting symbols of his presence. Since God speaks in different ways for different situations, the shofar, not amazingly, has different distinct blasts. The first is called tekiah. 
In ancient Israel, one long sustained blast was a common reassuring sound that meant the watchmen guarding the city were on duty, all was well. You know, 11 o'clock and all is well. Before they said that, they just blew the show far. It reminds us that God is constantly drawing us near so that we might receive his strength and comfort. The Shevarim is three consecutive blasts, and that signaled something significant. I mean, that would tell you it's kind of like your alarm, you know, to get up, you know, do something. Well, usually it meant good, good tidings, in fact. Likewise, God rejoices over us with singing and dancing. Most of us will never experience a crowd applauding us for achievements on earth. But if we draw near to God in those moments, well, you can hear, feel his deep affection. What so many of us are trying to get from likes on Facebook is available from the one who created and sustains us. And now the word you've heard so much today, teruah, is the nine rapid bursts. Now it's the sound of alarm. It meant you were under attack. We encounter that with the Holy Spirit. You ever feel your skin crawl <laughs> during like a temptation or when danger is near? You get somebody just like, there's something wrong there. Well, like Israel, we all need to be alarmed so that we become aware of sin that separates us from God. We need to know an enemy has drawn near and we need to hear his voice, God's voice, reminding us of our need for atonement. When your spirit feels shaken within you, you need to learn to respond to the sound of his alarm. And we need to constantly pray, lead us not into temptation or the hands of the, temp the tempter, but deliver us from all evil. Now, um, Yom Teruah, this day's Rosh Hashanah has so many names, but Yom Teruah is probably the most biblical name. The shofar is blown the hundred times, right? Mm. It's a set pattern of three different sounds, three times for each, a total of nine. It gets you to 99. The last trump is called the last trump, the last trumpet. Leviticus 23, speak to the children of Israel, saying, in the seventh month, first day, rest, a memorial blowing a trumpet. It's a holy convocation. What is a holy convocation? That's like a dress rehearsal. The Hebrew word for blowing trumpets is teruah. Right? The battle cry, the clangor of trumpets, an alarm. What? Why the alarm and the battle cry? Well, again, it is the convocation. It's a dress rehearsal. First Thessalonians 4, For Jehovah himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Now, we read that in our Bible, but we don't think of a, of a shofar. But it's that same word there. It's a teruah. With the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. I love that one. One of the versions says incorruptible. Mm. I love that. And that's uh, referring back to Psalm 47. Revelation 11. And then the seventh angel blew his trumpet. There were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever so whenever you hear, whenever you read Revelation, especially, you start hearing all those trumpets, remind yourself of Rosh Hashanah because mm -hmm. this day is coming and, and will not be stopped. Psalm 47, God is gone up with a shout, Jehovah with the sound of a trumpet. God plays trumpet? What? <laughs> the Hebrew word for shout here is teruah, and the word trumpet is shofar. So he's gone up, and that's the shout of the shofar. Psalm 89, blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. Here the Hebrew word for sound is also teruah, which is why we want to hear and be able to know and discern the sound of the shofar on Yom Teruah. So, uh, once again, just to kind of sum it up, when we come in these moments where we're seeking God and trying to know Him better, we're trying to learn to hear His voice. Yeah. And one of the very reasons 
for Sunday. If you think, what am I doing? What is it I'm doing on Sunday? Or, and Monday, really, specifically, the whole day is it'd be a day of spending time with him. Learn to hear his voice. Learn to hear the voice of God. 